0: Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I will be one of your hosts for today. I have to say I'm a little excited about today because we are going to have not only a special guest joining us, but we're also going to have a guest host from MSEC as well. First, we're going to chat with Georgia McCown, Director of Planning, Analysis, and Evaluation here at MSEC, and her role serving military children. Then I'm going to turn the reins over to Georgia, who's going to welcome back Bib Hubbard, founder and president of Learning Heroes. Bib's going to be discussing the importance of communication and teamwork between schools and families so that our children can be academically successful. Ladies, welcome so much to the show. Georgia, word around the water cooler here at MSEC is that you actually have some experience with podcasts. I do. Um,
1: When I was an instructor at Clemson University, I taught in the teacher education department. And the course that I taught was about um, digital media and technology and education. And so instead of having my students write essays, um, throughout the semester, or any type of written responses, our course had a podcast and each week, 2 different students. Created a podcast episode, the 1st, half they recapped content related to the topic we covered in class that week. And then the 2nd, half they did an extension activity or exploration where they would go. Um, look for related content or examples that they could share with other pre service teachers. So. That was a really fun project. We did it for a couple of semesters and it seemed like a really fun way for um, future teachers to kind of explore this type of platform.
0: I think that is such a great opportunity, not only for yourself, but also for your students. I know I certainly would have enjoyed doing a podcast over writing a paper anytime. So speaking of podcasts, on our podcast here, we like to end everything with live a great story. So I'm always on the lookout for stories that we can share with our listeners. And I've been wanting to ask you for a little bit, but I think today is a great opportunity to find out your story. What brought you to this space of serving military children?
1: I love that question. My path to MSEC has been um, unpredictable, but really exciting. So I can say that my interest in supporting military connected children started as a classroom teacher. Um, I taught in a public school in Hampton roads, um, Virginia. And so I didn't know this when I took the job, but it was in a military housing complex. And so almost all of my students were military connected. Shout out to White Oaks elementary and. I noticed some, some trends in my students where they were having difficulties in places that didn't really make sense to me for being in second grade. And so I pulled their cumulative folders and I was like, what is going on here? Why are my students having trouble in these um, nonlinear kind of situations? And I realized that they were moving a lot. And then that kind of is where I really started to understand military connectedness and frequent transitions. And so after a couple years teaching I transitioned to a doctoral program where I studied education research methods because I was very interested in this phenomenon of military connected students and how it impacts education. And so as I was wrapping that up, I saw that MSEC had a position open for an instructional designer. Um, And actually the first go around, I missed the deadline to apply. And so a couple months later, it reopened for a second position. I applied again and came on the team. And then shortly afterwards, I was moved into this director of planning analysis and evaluation role, which really allows me to use some of my research methods and evaluation methods to help um, measure MSEC's programs and our programmatic success, but also uh, do some bigger research in this space to support military connected students.
0: Well, I have to say your passion for military kids is certainly an asset to MSEC, and we're very lucky to have you on the team. At this time, I'm actually gonna uh, turn everything over to you, Georgia, so we can talk to Bib Hubbard.
1: Thanks, Susan. Bib, we appreciate you coming back on the show. For our listeners who aren't familiar with Learning Heroes, will you briefly share more about your organization?
2: Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here today. I founded Learning Heroes in 2014 to help support parents as their children's most effective education advocate. You know, we know parents all do whatever it takes to support their children's education, and so we want to do whatever we can do to back them up on that. And to do that, we start by listening to parents, deep, deep listening uh, among parents and guardians, but also educators. So we do a lot of research with teachers, with principals, guidance counselors, students themselves. And we take all of this this data, this knowledge, the insights, and we create parent-friendly, educator-friendly materials, tools, resources to help, again, support parents as they're supporting their children's um, educational success.
1: That's awesome. We're excited to talk with you today. We know that learning heroes recently conducted some research about parents and educators priorities and concerns about education. Will you tell us more about the project and what you found? Absolutely. So we've been doing
2: annual surveys of uh, parents for the past 6 years and recently well, a few years ago, we added in teachers K 12 teachers. And then this year, for the first time, we were able to survey K-12 principals. And so it was really a privilege to be able to do this deep research among parents, teachers, and principals to see, especially this year, we fielded these surveys in September. Given all that is in our backdrop right now, what's on the minds and hearts of uh, parents, teachers and principals and what we found was really encouraging. So, despite the headlines that we're all reading that pit parents and teachers and principals against one another, we're finding quite the opposite that overwhelmingly parents and educators are in sync and very aligned. So, for example. Um, We heard 93% of parents said they were going to be as or more involved in their children's education this year. And again, that's coming off of COVID where, as you know, most parents were more involved than ever. So really excited to see 93% or just continue to be all in. And then 85% of educators said that they were gonna be as or more involved with their families this year. Again, I think a really important signal that there is this appetite, willingness, and acknowledgement that everybody needs to work in concert to support uh, students learning and development. And then similarly, when we asked um, parents and educators about what's most important for the school year, We saw just crazy alignment so the top three things for all three audiences not super surprising but safety academic progress as well as mental health and emotional well-being so those are the top priorities for parents teachers and principals for this school year as most important and then when it comes to communications interestingly again we saw similar alignment So for parents, the most important thing, and when it comes to communications they're receiving from schools, they want a clear and accurate picture of how their children are performing. And they also interestingly want truthful information about their performance, even if it's difficult to hear. So they know that this has been a challenging couple of years for everyone, and they really want that straight picture of where their child is, again, so they can best support them wherever they may be. And then similarly, teachers prioritize making sure parents have a clear picture and also building trust, importantly. Those were the top two ways that teachers or what they wanted to communicate to parents. The third and final thing I'll say right now is despite this desire for a clear picture, we see a gap that continues. So we've been tracking this number since 2016 in terms of what parents believe and what teachers know so we found that 92 percent of parents which is the highest it's been since we started asking this question 92 percent of parents regardless of race income or education level believe that their child's at or above grade level in both reading and in math so when we asked teachers this question only 44 percent of teachers said that their students would show up prepared for grade level work and if you look at some of the national data, that the National Assessment of Educational Progress just as sort of a benchmark. Similarly, about 37% of our students in the country can perform at or above grade level. So a stark difference from that 92% number of parents who believe their child's at or above grade level. While there's sort of this desire to give this clear picture, to have these stronger communications, the how is a little harder (laughs) to execute. So that's where we're hoping to come in and support educators and parents coming together to increase communications so that again, parents have a complete, accurate, holistic view of how their child's achieving and developing.
1: Yeah, those are really interesting findings. And I think they tell us a lot about the current situation in education with the top priority for both parents and educators being clear communication about progress and performance, what tips or tools can Learning Heroes offer to foster strong parent-teacher relationships?
2: Yeah, so one other interesting finding I should have mentioned that sort of leads into the, the tips and tools that we've developed is we asked parents and educators, you know, how would you describe the ideal connection between schools and families? And what rose to the top, the top two, it wasn't partnership actually, or collaboration. It was trust and teamwork and relationship. So parents, teachers, and principals are all seeing the value of trusted relationship between schools and families. In that spirit, some of the tools that we've developed um, that we think can be really helpful for parents and for educators is first of all, we created a few years ago, a tool called the Readiness Check. And it's a simple tool for children to take. We offer it for children in grades K to eight. And it's basically just to get a gut check for parents about how their children are mastering some foundational grade level skills. So there are five questions in math and three questions in reading, again, per grade, depending upon where your child is. And if your child misses one of those questions, they get directed immediately to a skill-specific resource or some practice they can do to work on that skill. But what we think is important is, A, it gives parents a window into where their child might need a little more support or where their child might need a little more challenge. You know, If they're able to blaze through these questions really easily, that's a great sign that, hey, talk to your teacher. Let them know that your child might need a little extra to do or should move to that next level. Whereas if they need a little support and they've been struggling, that's really important information and feedback for the teacher. So the readiness check is a a game. Like, again, takes about 10 minutes. You can do it on your tablet or your phone. Um, Just a, a great way for parents to get a sense of how their child is mastering some foundational skills. And again, a good tool to take to that teacher. We also have a dear teacher letter. So, once you've taken the readiness check, you have a sense of where your child is beginning of the year or whenever really we created this. It's like a Mad Libs, if you will, for parents to fill out. So, a really easy format to populate a little bit of information about your child, what their interests are where they really thrive and what they love to do, but also where they might need a little more help and also an opportunity to share a little bit about your family. So your teacher gets to know you in a more personal way. And again, just an opportunity to begin to build that relationship. And then the final one I'll mention today, and all of this is obviously on our website, we created something called the parent-teacher planning tool. Not a very cool name, I get that, (laughs) but it's pretty basic. Whereas it facilitates that conversation between parents, students, and teachers. So it does engage the child in this conversation to say, again, where is the child doing really well? Where are they thriving? What do they love to do? Um, What are their strengths? So it's a very asset-based tool, but it also helps identify some of the areas that. Parents may have observed that their children do need a little extra support and gives the teacher that opportunity too, to share with the parent um, what they're observing and gives an opportunity to co-create a set of learning goals so that everybody's invested in you know what are that, the specific learning goals for my child this year and what are the milestones along the way and what is expected of my child, and how do I even know it's happening? So this parent-teacher planning tool gives parents and teachers and students the opportunity, the infrastructure, if you will, to be able to begin to have some of those ongoing, important conversations. So those are some of the tools that we've developed for parents to help engage with their teachers and their schools in building that trusted relationship.
1: Those tools sound really awesome, and they seem like they provide a really helpful framework For families and learning how to communicate with educators and with educators for learning how to communicate with families. So I'm excited that you could share those. um, and I'm excited that we'll have the links available for listeners uh, to access those as well. What tips may be specifically helpful for military connected students. And their families who move 2 to 3 times as often as civilian students, meaning they have a lot more school changes.
2: You talked about this in your opening, which was really great to hear. So I think that the resources that I just mentioned are absolutely applicable for families who are mobile, especially for families who are mobile and are having to sort of reintroduce themselves to to various teachers and educators. But a couple of other thoughts, we did some research around extracurricular activities and just the role that extracurricular activities plays in a child's life and really can't underscore how important having those opportunities are for children's growth and development. So I would say when you find a new place, look for those extracurricular activities. And many of them now, given all of the federal funding that's flowing to the states and to the districts, many states and districts are providing free opportunities for these extracurricular activities um, and making them much more accessible. So encourage to find whatever your child's passion is, whatever they're excited about, finding that extracurricular activity can really help round out their full experience, both for building friendships, but also we see that a lot of these, um, the children who engage in extracurricular activities actually do better in school. So that would be one. I think tutoring is another important thing to remember. And again, there's a lot of federal dollars that are out there right now that are directly allocated, you know, or have, having to be spent on tutoring, free tutoring in schools and in after school settings. And so I would encourage families who might need access to a tutor or want a tutor to help get acclimated to that new setting. That's another great option. And then finally, I actually I'm not a military mom, but one of my closest friends is a military mom. And she's always inspired me. And so I asked her for a couple of tips. So if you'll just give me a, one more second, I'll offer some of her, her good ideas. I mean, one, she said, find, if you've got friends who are on post who are, or you've been on post and have kids in the schools, ask them for their advice and their guidance. If you reach out to the school liaison officers, the, the school counselors, schedule a school tour. You know get in there as early as you possibly can give your child a sense of the new environment and to be able to make some friends so those are some of the ideas that she had that i thought were were pretty powerful simple but important to keep in mind as for the military families who are moving around so frequently
1: yeah i think our listeners will really appreciate that feedback because there's general feedback that i think anybody who's mobile can apply and then Um, I really love that you reached out uh, to your friend who has lived experience in that space to ask her what made the difference for her and her family. That's awesome. Will you share where our listeners can find out more about Learning Heroes, including the resources you've shared today? Absolutely.
2: So, our website is BeALearningHero.org. We wanted to keep it very actionable, and we know that everybody can be a learning hero. And then similarly, our Twitter hashtag is at Be A Learning Hero. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Be A Learning Hero. So hope everybody will go and check us out. And we always love feedback. So if you have any good ideas or suggestions or thoughts about our tools or what we might be missing, there are places on our website to send us an email or a note. And we love
0: to hear from people. So encourage people to reach out.
1: Those are awesome resources to connect with Learning Heroes. Thank you so much.
0: Well, ladies, I'd like to thank you both for joining us today. Lots of great information and resources. I always appreciate a chance to learn more as a parent of military-connected kids. For our listeners, we will include in the show's notes all the wonderful resources that Bib shared with us today and all the links that were also shared you've been listening to the msec podcast the official podcast of the military child education coalition until next time live great stories.